Hi, everyone. Welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, the go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm Michael Potts, Managing Digital Editor at the Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Over the past 40 years, there's been a decrease in the incidence of age-adjusted hip fracture in the U.S. The decrease has been attributed to improvements in osteoporosis treatment, but the actual cause of these trends are unknown. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Timothy Bhattacharya, who is the head of orthopedics research at the Clinical Trials and Outcomes Branch of the National Institute of Arthritis and Musculoskeletal and Skin Diseases. Thank you for joining us today. Let's dive into your study. Can you give us some background on why this study was conducted? So uh, my team and uh, other teams have noticed that uh, hip fractures, uh, you know, the adjusted for age, the incidence of hip fractures has been uh, slowly declining, um, both in the United States and in other developed countries. And several people have noticed this, um, but no one sort of knew why. Um, and so we were very interested in this question of, you know, why are things getting better? Why are the hip fractures going down? What factors were originally considered as potential causes behind this reduction in hip fracture incident? And how did your data support or contradict those hypotheses? So the, the, major, uh, the major hypothesis uh, has been that um, hip fractures are going down because in general, we're getting better at uh, diagnosing and uh, treating osteoporosis. And a couple of people had noticed that, um, you know, the, the decline really started in the late 90s when these uh, osteoporosis medications like uh, Fosamax uh, and the bisphosphonate medications became available. Um, so that, that was sort of the prevailing hypothesis. And uh, I, never, uh, I never ascribed to that hypothesis because a couple of reasons. First of all, we already know that osteoporosis is terribly undertreated and, and terribly underdiagnosed. So, so it seemed unlikely that uh, the doctors had gotten so much, so had gotten good all of a sudden at, at treating osteoporosis. And second of all, uh, we knew that the people that were getting the medications were, were getting them uh, maybe not exactly at the right time. So I, I sort of, uh, I never really ascribed to that. So uh, in this study, um, we, we looked at this data set called the Framingham data set, which has you know, more than 10,000 people in it. And uh, this allows us to, to reach back well into the, to the 60s, into the 70s, um, because this data set has been followed prospectively since the, since the 60s, and uh, hip fractures have been tracked very carefully in this uh, data set by my co-author, uh, Doug Keel, uh, who's in Boston. And uh, so based on the data, we're able to look back at the incidence of hip fracture going back uh, all the way from the 60s going forward, and uh, more importantly, um, for these people, uh, we know exact, not only do we know exactly if and when they got a hip fracture, but we also know uh, what their risk factors were hip for hip fracture were in any given time period. Um, so we were able to uh, track those going forward. And essentially what we found is that, you know, of all the risk factors for hip fracture uh, that are changing, um, the two that are getting the most dramatically better are less people are smoking and less people are, dr are drinking heavily. And uh, the, these are two very strong risk factors of hip fracture, and uh, they have uh, those particular risk factors have uh, dramatically declined um, since the uh, since the 70s, and it really uh, uh, parallels the drop of, in hip fracture incidence that we see uh, in the cohort. So 
uh, less smoking, less drinking, probably the best explanation. One thing we did notice is that the drop is in both men and women. Uh, so that really strengthens our conclusion that, you know, look, bisphosphonates are great and they're definitely a, a proven treatment for osteoporosis. Um, but we know that men don't receive a lot of bisphosphonates. So the fact that we saw the drop in men and women really confirms that it, 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 the drop can't be due to treatment. It has to be um, due to uh, larger factors. You mentioned that your data suggested that the, that the reduction in smoking observed over the course of the study period could be a factor uh, that is most associated with the decreasing incidence of hip fracture. Was that surprising to you? It was not surprising. It was actually sort of our lead hypothesis. Um, because uh, the thing about the decline is it's really large. You know, it's like 4% per year, every year for 30 years. So uh, it has to be some large, you know, socioeconomic force, some, you know, almost gravitational pull that must be going on. So, so when we looked at the risk factors, we said, well, <laughs> What, what big thing has changed over the last 40 years and uh, people changing their smoking habits was, was, was stood out very uh, promptly because, of course, thanks to the American Cancer Society, uh, the, you know, smoking has gone way down in the United States, you know, thanks to the FAA and, as well. And what other knowledge gaps still exist in this area that future studies should focus on? That's a great question, uh, Mike, is, you know, in, in terms of... Um, it's really good to know that hip fractures are declining, um, but we were only able to explain sort of, you know, about 75% of the decline. So there's sort of 25% changing. So uh, there are a lot of people interested in what other factors uh, have contributed um, that may not be measured in the study. And uh, sort of the leading candidates are uh, a change in physical activity, um, uh, you know, a shift towards uh, exercise or a more active lifestyle. Um, and, uh, you know, a general improvement in diet over the last uh, 30 years. So these, are the, these are the other things that people are looking into um, that, are, that are useful. Even though the fracture incidence is declining, uh, we still have such a way to go in terms of uh, primary and secondary prevention of fractures. You know, the, it's pretty it's interesting since the since the Fossamax fractures, since the atypical femur fractures uh, came, became uh, uh, apparent um, uh, in 2009, 2010, uh, you know, it's really hard to get people, uh, it's hard to get them to diagnose in the first place. And then even once they're diagnosed, people are very reticent to um, take treatment or to start treatment because they're worried about the side effects of uh, osteoporosis treatment. So we still have a really large uh, treatment gap and um, the data seems to indicate that the treatment gap is even growing. So we got a long way to go.